Last year, fear came to Fort McMurray. This year, on October 26th, it's bringing an army. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. gentlemen welcome to episode 50 of the ymn podcast i'm totsky i'm tito and uh we wanted to bring back uh the most devoted most interest i totally fucked that up we wanted to bring back the the Here's the Teresa. most successful person that has ever been on the YMM podcast. I was trying to say so well. I was trying to say like voted the most best, but I'm like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Teresa Wells is at uh, the dining room table today. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much for joining. Awesome. Happy to be here. The um, I guess yeah, we're all three of us are coming off from uh, the Fort McMurray Reads event that happened on the weekend. That was a blast. Uh, I got that edited out and uh, posted right now, actually. Yeah, it sounded pretty good, actually. I'm glad. I was listening to it today. I'm glad um, the recording, I thought, like I said, there was just so many variables, and I'm sure if someone that knew what they were doing uh, audio-wise could have easily corrected it, but I just know how to do filters, so I think yeah. I filtered it properly and uh, it came uh, through. I was going to say, is thanks to everyone that came out. I mean, uh, it was a decent turnout, actually. I think we had Yeah, 50. and it was, a, like, I really liked the whole formatting, and I, also, I liked how uh, Ken... Had like a whole inside the actor's studio <laughs> thing going on. Thing going on. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken Chapman always has that thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Actually, no, and I thought it was great that you guys recorded it for a podcast for people who couldn't be there because it was a great evening. It was so much mm. fun to just sort of get together and talk books. It was actually, mm. yeah. And uh, like I said, I, I like Kyle had some amazingly funny lines. He's like, <laughs> pick, pick an opponent's book. And he's like, well, I want to read Don Quixote now, right? And I, I had cracked up laughing when i was editing the podcast last night and uh, it just it was really cool to listen to it back again like yeah. uh, with these podcasts like we'll sit down we usually uh, edit it or we sit down at my place record it and i edit it after and i'll probably never hear the podcast again because i've already heard it well, i've been through it and then heard it again but i've actually listened to that particular one a couple different times now like mm. you're i'll never i'll give you so much props i'll never forget that closing argument you did like your was, voice cracked too it made me laugh like, cause I, wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even focusing on you when i was saying that i look over at you and you're like it's beautiful man I'm well like, that was <laughs> what, you know, 
beautiful. It, it was beautiful. It was fabulous. It yeah, was fabulous. Everyone, it's got to go down did, as an epic fucking TV. Everyone quote. did such an amazing job, actually. Yep. Like, such compelling arguments. And, uh, I mean, um, I, like like I said at, at the event, like, I read all the books except for the Game of Thrones one. Uh, and it was a huge book. <laughs> I, it was. And the thing is, like, I felt like, the, and part of it was, like, uh, the, the because it was, like, the fifth book in a series that I was mm. just like, oh, I need to catch up and I'm going to miss some Read the whole series, right? yeah. But no, it was, I, like, I, I remember, like, and the Mrs. Mike, the one that won, uh, the one I recommended, like, that one grabbed me when, it, when I was reading it. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. I thought it was a, a very good choice, actually, so. Well, it, it's, to me, come, this is going to sound stupid, but it should be coming, it should be coming, fuck, I cannot talk. Ever okay? It, I'm going to say this because it's going to sound stupid, but coming from me, it should be a compliment. It's, I'm actually going to read uh, those books. I'm going to start with Shoe of the Show, and like I said, I don't read books normally, <laughs> and it's one that I can't find Shoe of the Show on audiobook. That I'm like, okay, I got to read this one now. And, and no, my plan I is to read, read them all as well. Because yeah. that looked, you made it sound like all made it sound really, really good. But the arguments you used was was really good, and I, and I really want to read it again, like especially after watching Field of Dreams, especially that father son yeah. story. Yeah, and I, I think I might really, really adapt to it well. I think it's easy to argue about a book that you're argue for a book that you're passionate about. Yeah, you know, and you guys are obviously we're passionate about Marvels and 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 sort of what it brought to to your life and what you think it can bring to other people. I'm passionate about Shoeless Joe, so I think all of us argued for books that we were we were passionate yeah. about. Very easy to argue for it's things true. that you're passionate about. It's, it's, it's not it's it's not a challenge at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Right. I, I think the the only other thing the only other thing I would have uh, changed would uh, would have been that. If they had thrown have more, Todd not talk at all. No, had, had more, had more uh, left field type stuff. Like, yes, the standard questions, but then mix it up with I was something for a QA. unexpected yes. and stuff that was intentionally against other people. Yes, I yeah. the, the comment I got was I expected more fighting. So <laughs> I think we kind of got into it. Was all, too respectful. Said the com- it was too respectful. Who said the the comment that it was a very Canadian deliberation? Oh, uh, oh yes. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, hilarious. We all uh, there was uh, yeah, completely unplanned too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we all had to choose each other. Like they're like besides your own, which book would you choose? And we end up all picking every single book each got chosen. Book. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And like Kevin said, it was a very Canadian, uh, <laughs> very Canadian way of debate. But yeah, no, I definitely like towards we got the first question. I think we were all just kind of gauging like how yeah. this is going to work. Uh, then we started throwing some funny comments around, like uh, talk about how the podcast was edited. Like I know Ken was very away from his mic, so it took me a while to figure out how I can bring him forward. But there was one time where you can hear like before I managed to put it through filters, like I can hear Ken mumbling, and just out of nowhere you can hear go you yourself, Tito go, "Where's the hook?" <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that happening, but it didn't make any sense in the podcast yeah. until we filtered it through, right? It oh was, yeah, because we, we had talked about that in the VIP room before. Yeah, the, gong, yeah. and the, the big hook coming yeah. out to, yeah. to yank him off stage. He was like going for thirty seconds after the <laughs> long run-on sentences. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, last week I posted it uh, uh, last Tuesday. It's episode forty-nine. Uh, for McMurray reads. It was a great event. Big. I said it. Before, couldn't say it enough in that podcast, and I'll say it again in this one. Kudos to the public library. I think that was a really cool way to kind of bring it uh, reading to the forefront and allowing for Tito and I to do a comic book. I -hmm. thought it just expanded uh, the reader base that much more. Uh, Speaking of expanding reader base, someone is now a correspondent for the Huffington Post. That's kind of a big deal. You got the Huffington Post. You got the the lead uh, article for Big Spirit. You're in the Connect Weekly now. 
Oh, who is this little person that wanted to remain anonymous for a blog all those <laughs> years ago? Don't know who she is. Uh, it's been an amazing year. What can I say? Uh, I think the fact that I've been able to do all these things uh, speaks to the potential and opportunity that is here for people who uh, who have a dream or, or want to uh, to act on it. I think it's amazing. So no, what's amazing? Yeah, Huffington that's Post amazing. is putting in a paper or a blog? Uh, Huffington think- Post has set me up with a blog, actually. Okay. I just submitted my first blog post today, so it should be up tomorrow online. Uh, I've got a little bio picture and the whole deal so yeah, I'm, I'm writing about life in fort mcmurray for huffington post alberta what's yeah. the bio picture is it from that photo shoot you did i uh, know it's uh, it's actually a different uh, one <laughs> by the way you look very good in that photo shoot. thank you red is definitely your thank color you. thank you very much um uh, no i was gonna tell you like kevin smith writes for the huffington post yeah, yeah it's it's like a big deal david yeah. suzuki writes for yeah, the huffington exactly. post there's lots like, of how does it work is it regional like you said the alberta version well i was obviously kevin smith works for the one in the states and uh, yeah well it, it's like a conglomerate that's right. oh, okay that's yeah. right okay yeah. So yeah. kind of like, okay, because I know the uh, – I'm going to forget it. Morgan uh, did that article about uh, making money in right. Fort Mac. Mm-hmm. That was with Huffington Post. And yeah. he was trying to explain it was for like the Western Division. Right. And I, he just kind of lost me when it came down to the – well, they try to attract bloggers uh, and writers um, from specific areas. So Huffington Post has just expanded into Alberta. Uh, so they were trying to attract regional bloggers and writers to mm-hmm. write about their experience. And and I, I admit, I, I basically contacted them and said, if you're looking for somebody to That's blog so about cool. life in Fort McMurray, yeah. uh, I know somebody who does it regularly. And uh, <laughs> they they were delighted. And uh, so I'm really pleased to be uh, to be writing yeah. with them. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to uh, make a point. I think we talked about it earlier on in, in a different podcast. Uh, actually, when we were talking about events with Buffalo, where a lot of people sit idly by and wait for stuff to get handed to them, and I love how you you said it themselves, you went to them, absolutely. And said, I got this perfect person that knows about Fort that writes a blog. Me, yep. And to me, a lot of people are like when uh, when they say like, "Oh, how'd you get the how'd you get the film festival job?" And I said, "Well, me and Tito approached them with the idea." Oh, they're like, oh, okay, so you, you just gave them the idea and they just picked you guys at host? I was like, no, no, the deal was we hosted and organized it. Yeah. Oh, well, you didn't get asked? I was like, no, no, that was part of it. And to me, like, you want to do something? Go out and do it. Go out and grab it. That's it. The opportunity and the potential is there, but you actually have to put put out some effort. You can't yeah. you can't expect do these things labor. are just going to drop it's, into your life. Sometimes really, they do, but sometimes you have to go out and, it, and it's find It's really interesting them. Uh, that, that you guys would mention that. It's like uh, uh, Todd came with me to uh, the Vegas Cinefest last year, and like that was one of the things that I was very ill-prepared for because of the fact that like you're very right about that. Like The thing is, if you want... So, for example, like in the film industry, at, at this point in time, no one's going to call you up out of nowhere and be like, I saw your movie, it's amazing. Like, you have to sell yourself in that industry. And that's what film festivals are really generated for. They're not for, oh, come see the movie in a big, you know, it's like, and then, you know, everyone's going to see your movie and they're going to, you know, you're going to become famous and it's fast track to the, no, it's very much, you go there and you're expected to bring like a press kit with all the stuff and tell people, please come to my movie, please come to my movie. And a lot of people think, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of people like, from what I've heard, and and I agree with them because I'm kind of that type of person too, where it's like I don't want to sell myself. But the thing is, you that's why you need to. someone you else. Have to. And, and yeah, you're very you're very right in that respect. The a lot of the times it's a fucking cat. <laughs> it's a it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's uh, and and a lot of a lot of times it, it it requires two people because you need that kind of balance. And a that's lot right. of and and in and in the industry, a lot of you know people. Oh, my agent, like that's what an agent. That's job why you have is. an agent. They're that's the right. ones that they go out We're and they're like, I'm yeah. going to champion you to these people. That's right. But like again, Fort McMurray is one of these places where there's a lot, a lot of opportunity. Oh, and, fuck and, yeah. And, 
But the and the, the beauty of it is a lot of in, in in the industry a lot of people are like well I, I if the actor approaches me they they seem desperate if an agent approaches me that's you know that that's the way you're supposed to do things the beauty about uh, a former Murray is like there's so much opportunity that you can say hey I want to do this for you Absolutely. and people say okay well. Let's Absolutely. see how you do. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and the, the thing is, you, you have to sell yourself a little bit. Um, I have worked now with Events Wood Buffalo on three different festivals doing artist hospitality. Yeah. And I've had people come to me and say, well, how did you get to drive George Canyon around? How did you get to work with the guys from Blue Rodeo? And I said, oh, no, because I, I volunteered. <laughs> because I said, My I'd love to work method, with you guys. You might not get this down. I fucking asked. I asked. You know, I said, uh, I'd love to, to work with you guys. I'd love to do artist hospitality. Uh, yeah. And that's how I ended up doing it. And In fact, for Interplay, they gave me a three-day contract to do yeah. artist hospitality because I'd done it for them twice before. It's a matter of taking the opportunities and seizing them. Yep. Sometimes you have to sell yourself. You have to promote yourself. Yep. There's nothing wrong with doing Especially that. Especially <laughs> when, when you see a hole in something where you're like, this kind of needs that. You can't expect it to happen on its own or just someone approach you. Oh, well, you know, if, if you think you, you, you can do this, please do it for us. No, it's like you kind of have to. The reason it hasn't happened is because no one's no one's come up with it. That's right. To, and yeah, if you know yeah, you yeah. have the skills to do it, then mm-hmm. why wouldn't you mm-hmm. offer? The worst that, that that can happen is they say no. And That's I, the very worst. Yeah, where it comes from is, is I, I, with, and I hopefully don't make enemies, but I'm sure I made my fair share already. But <laughs> uh, no, just some of the artists when they were talking about how uh, companies in town don't go local. And, like, I posed the question of, like, well, have you approached, uh, like, Events with Buffalo or any mm-hmm. of the other companies in town about, A, doing a show or doing this or doing that? And it's just like, well, no, they know I'm out there. I, I'm like, maybe they don't. Maybe they're not aware of it. Maybe it takes you to actually say, here's a demo CD. And I'm just using music as an example. Film's another one. Um, face painting is another one. I've heard of a few people saying, well, why am I never been invited to go face paint? you got to go out and sell yourself. Yes. And and I was just kind of shocked because I've I've always just had that mentality of, going out and getting what I want like in anything mm-hmm. in life and to me when those people would complain about not have this this company or whatever company not being local supporting and then they just expect to be asked right off the yeah. hop and to me that just that was jaw dropping well me, and, and and you know maybe someday as a writer I'll be big enough to have an agent but right now if I want to make a, a career and a living doing what I do I need to sell and promote myself until I'm big enough to do that and I think that's true for anybody whether you're a musician you're an mm-hmm. artist anyone you have to at the beginning we all start at the same place and you have to be willing to sell and promote uh, yourself to get though, ahead like, well, like, you, like you said it like even if I like, well, well, I'll say give, if I'm a Hollywood I'll actor I'll give you a great like, example a ho- there, there's, a, there's a Hollywood actor right now that's been around forever he still doesn't have an agent he um bill murray yep bill murray he handles it himself he handles it all himself and a lot of the time save money and, and, and oddly enough like one of his biggest uh relationships he's had in recent years is with uh, the director paul anderson yeah um he's uh or paul wes anderson yeah wes paul anderson. wes anderson wes anderson well i always because there's paul wes anderson paul anderson and double and paul ws anderson mm-hmm. but wes but, anderson yeah uh, wes anderson he, uh, he he's a big director now. He he did that recent Moonrise Kingdom movie. But Bill Murray, uh, essentially, uh, he he uh, uh, Paul Anderson approached Bill Murray because he instead of going through an agent, he was like, Bill Murray, do you, do you want to be in my movie? And he's like, sure. Like it, yep. and, and and very much Bill Murray. It, it, he's it, it, if if someone's interested in working with him, he'll simply say, 
give me a call. But the thing is, a lot of people don't understand. It's when you're calling Bill Murray, you're calling, calling Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Absolutely. And, and it's funny. It, 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 Bill Murray's agent. There's been, it's been a lot of, cause like, he's, he, like he's been in interviews and he said, he's like, you know, uh, I will answer. And the thing is like, uh, if I haven't answered, it's because I'm like, I'm literally, we're working yeah. or I haven't gotten around to it yet. Right. But like, the thing is, he's very much of like, he, he attributes it to one of his biggest uh, kerfuffles in terms of like uh, choices he's made. Uh, he um, he is the voice of Garfield in that Garfield animated right. movie that came out. That happened because when the person that call, when the when he was called, it was he, uh, the, the person's last name was Cohen, and he thought it was the Cohen brothers, <laughs> and he said yes, and he's like, "That's the last time I say yes without reading a script." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He did the voice pretty good. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, no, it, and it just goes to show is like a lot of times you just kind of do have to do it yourself. Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, there's a lot of satisfaction in that too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, no, it, to me, it always feels accomplished. I know in my fantasies, if I if I said if I ever became rich and famous, uh, I would always do things myself, just because I think that just keeps you more grounded. You realize what's going on. Uh, you obviously got a different perspective. It was interesting how you said. If an artist comes try to sell themselves, it almost sounds like you're desperate. It, it can. I've just it never, can because I've just never that, that, bought on that theory. Well, it, it's 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 kind of like a stigma that's happened in several industries now. Like even if you're an artist, like a painter, like a lot of time it's like, oh, you need representation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just something that's be, that's become something that's like a, a dogma of the industry. But I think what's happening is because it's all ch- it, like it, there's been shifts in in the industry now. Like it, it, like it, it's very surprising what's making money now, and because of that, like. The, the way they're doing business is changing and this whole like I mean cut out the middleman like yeah. why is this person getting 15% of whatever right. if, yeah. you for know. simply booking appearances or yeah, whatever yeah. So. not to trash agents out there that's listening because I'm sure there's hard work just drops no and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're not hard working uh, in the industry and the thing is the, 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 the thing is a lot of people need to understand that you don't need to follow that path that's right uh, yeah you, there's, there's no, no defined path of how how to how to get what you want in life Right. That's right. There's no there's no one path to success. No People exactly. follow different paths to Everyone, success all yeah, the time. I think time. it's something that we get from like uh, from uh, school mentality because we go through a, a matriculated system where it's like you need to get good grades to go to college. You need to you need to finish college to get a job, right? And you need to do all your job to do this, right? And it's set, like yeah. it's unspoken set path. I mean, and the thing is, like a lot of time, you like I mean, I'm not saying you know uh, uh, quit school or anything, but what I'm getting at is it, that's not necessarily true. There's several paths to get, you know, so. Yeah. It's funny because when Whitelock first took over Vince with Buffalo mm-hmm. and me and him were first talking for the first time, I think uh, he might have thought I was more professional than what I was because <laughs> he was using, like, obviously some industry slang that he would yeah. use, like yeah. uh, press and copy. And it's funny because I kept going back. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Can you explain what that means? And it, just his replies would always sound like, oh, I got to talk to this guy like <laughs> And you do. I'll be the first to say when you talk yeah. to me, please pretend like you're talking to my son and like spell it out, right? Because I'm just not familiar with it. I do know what press and copy means now, well, so you, you can use it from now Congrat- on. <laughs> See there, and now you know why. Yeah. Because you. Yeah, asked. But that's how we all learn, right? That's yeah. how all of us learn. Yeah. So I even Google didn't. It, it wouldn't come up. Obviously, it was just like a slang <laughs> and a, some sort of secret word. <laughs> but yeah, and I just liked how you said that right off the bat. Is uh, oh, Teresa, how'd you get the Huffington Post job? Simple. I asked. I asked. It was a very dumb move. I remember I was hitting on a chick once uh, when uh, my younger years, and she worked for CTV up here at the time. Uh, I forget if your name was Dana or something. And uh, I literally put my foot in my mouth. I was just, cause she's like, oh yeah, I work for CTV Edmonton, but I, I'm the correspondent up here. And I was like, oh, how'd you get that job? She's like, I went to school for it. <laughs> I was just like, hmm, okay, yeah, I guess that would make perfect sense, really, when you, <laughs> I just assumed that she, I don't know, blew someone for the job, I guess. <laughs> 
little bitter. <laughs> I, like I, I guess that it. went well, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so is that that when you put your foot in your mouth? <laughs> Never heard from her again. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but no, I'm, I'm like I mean, but congrats! Your, your blog you. for what two two years now in the blog? Less than two years. Less, Less than, than two year years. Yeah, no, that's that's we great. We started pretty much the same month. Yeah, we started very close to the same time. Yeah. So it was, it's basically been about a year and a half since I started the blog and uh, went to places I didn't expect. Yeah, no, just, when you talk about it too, because I just the innocent little you sent me from some stupid email jingle or something. Yeah, because it was was sort of this it's other email created. account because I was hoping to remain Signal anonymous, which lasted me. about a month. Yeah. No, I just remember. <laughs> that's I still, how I can never be anonymous. I still got. Work. Email where you were giving me the the gears on your. Well, make sure you don't tell anyone my name, but I'll definitely yeah. come on the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't two months later that uh, Teresa Wells is now a very, very, very known <laughs> name around uh, the city. But yeah, so cover story for Big Spirit. Congratulations on Thank that you. one too. Um, who took your photos for that Heritage Park? Because that was excellent. And oh, Heritage Park! That was actually just a private photo shoot that I did with a photographer named oh. Jamie out of Edmonton, and uh, that was actually just for myself uh, for uh, an upcoming blog post uh, with a little bit of promo for Heritage Park and just oh, cool. a little story about the uh, last year and a half of writing nice. a blog and how it sort of changed things uh, awesome. in my world. No, uh, the they look really good. Um, I thought I don't know. I thought I heard somewhere. Maybe I just made it up. Where that was actually a photographer, like a special photographer. But no, he's actually he's of, from he's from Edmonton, but his parents live up here in Fort McMurray. So he was just up visiting, and cool. uh, he and I arranged to do a little photo shoot together. No, perfect. The uh, so lots of big things coming up in Fort Mac. A lot of things happening in Fort Mac right now. That's uh, getting a little dramatic. Uh, we got a couple things on the go. I know there's a big issue now going on with the SNI. Uh, um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, there is a bit of drama going around right now. I know there was a, uh, a letter to the editor in the paper about the snipe from Torchy Peterson. I think everyone kind of knows from the community. Uh, I know him from working at the Synchro Days. Um, his letter, he seemed very um, disgruntled about yes. kind of where the snipe is going and, and the future of it. Um, if anyone has or has not, uh, definitely go on the uh, Wood Buffalo website and look up the City Center Redevelopment Project. Excuse me, and you'll actually see a sort of 50-page PDF that's really full of information on the plan about how they're going to redevelop the downtown. Um, don't go into the plan looking for exactly what's going where. That's, that's not what it's about. But it's about how they're rezoning, how it's being classified, yes. and, and basically where areas are going to be going. Of course, not specific businesses, but where areas are going. And a lot of the stuff, which I'm excited for, is they're going to develop the SNI as yes. in waterfront property. And they even made specific reference to it kind of like False Creek in Vancouver. If mm-hmm. anyone's been there, it's an absolute beautiful part. And I think that is nothing but positive. But Agreed. I've been hearing uh, there's been some people thinking that's kind of a negative because it's taking um, the old st- – the, the taking away our history, taking away like the past of Fort McMurray. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're directly complaining that they want the float planes to stay – to keep their base at the SNI. I think that's just kind of a front. I think that they just don't want to lose the past of what Fort McMurray, what they like. Like their, mm-hmm. their biggest thing was they want to keep going fishing down at the Sny. Uh, they want the boat launch still, and, and they want like that wilderness part, which is all nice, don't get me wrong. But uh, if you heard last week's podcast, or sorry, the week before, uh, episode 48 with me and Steve, what I had mentioned was I think what's going to hurt the community at this stage in the game right now is people that are really trying to hold on to the past of what this place was. I think that's going to be our biggest problem. It's not so much of a negative image. I think we do got a very good base now of people calling this place home that want to see this community uh, flourish. But it's a handful of people, or not even a handful, probably bigger than that, that really want to hold on to this place like it's still 15,000 people, like it's still a small town. Well, I think I think we have a bit of an identity crisis right now because we're, we're very much at a um, – 
<laughs> at a flux point in our history where we're looking at another rapid expansion, rapid growth, population growth. Uh, but we also have residents who've been here for 30 and 40 years and who remember the way it was in the past. Um, so that's a difficult turning point uh, in, in the development of any community, I think. Um, I have to say, when I first moved here 10 years ago, I grew up in Saskatoon, the city of Bridges. Saskatoon is built around a riverfront. It's built around uh, riverbank property. It's probably What's one of the, the most... River? Is it the north of Saskatchewan? Yes, and it's one of the most beautiful riverfront properties you can imagine. Um, and they have developed that riverfront property specifically as a focal point for the city. So, uh, it, and it is actually it is what has kept the downtown core in Saskatoon alive um, because it's it's within close proximity of, of the riverfront. Uh, it's an amazing place. When I first moved here kind 10 like years ago... like Edmonton? Like- uh, yes, but even more so. Even, even, more even I would say more bridges, it's even better. Saskatoon is something you have to experience. Wow. The riverfront, trails, parks, uh, bandstands, it's phenomenal. There's several hotels that are located on the riverfront, beautiful hotel properties, condominiums. Uh, there's even some old sort of stately homes. Um, beautiful spots. I came here 10 years ago, drove along the Sny and said, what the hell? What are they doing with this? They've got this beautiful riverfront property and they've done nothing with it. What are the, (laughs) uh, what are they, I mean, the, the planes that are there, like what are they doing there? It's a, they use them as like a takeoff point for like uh, fly fishing trips. Okay. It's basically like you can land at the airport on wheels or you can land at the, at the, uh, sny. At the sny and, and it's it float plane it out like there. Okay, and why can't there. they go to the Athabasca? Where, like, there's no f- infrastructure in place. That's their biggest complaint right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I know when I was at the Macon expansion information session, actually, one guy brought that up specifically, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it's funny because like his concerns were very valid, but it, it seemed that he really came to accept uh, the fact that this is where it's going. He even said those yeah. exact words. He's like, I think this is the inevitable. But his quote was, and it was a really good quote, he's like, I really just wish the city would put the infrastructure in place somewhere else so we can still maintain yeah. our, our float, uh, like the bush pilot float plane mm-hmm. business. Um, and then uh, I know Tim uh, was doing the presentation. Well, oddly and- enough, one of the films at the film fest was about... It is a definitely an intricate part of our history. I think yeah. no one's disputing that. In, mm-hmm. in the history of most of, of northern Canada, just before I came here, I lived in a place called Red Lake, Ontario, basically. And one mm-hmm. of the, the hugest parts still of Red Lake, Ontario, is, is, is float planes and bush pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for an airline where most of our, our pilots came up through bush planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, it is, it is a part of our history, without a doubt. It comes to a point, though, where it's the needs of the many versus the needs of the few. Yes, true. Uh, float plane is not, uh, it's a wonderful part of our history. Um, it serves a very small demographic of our city now. And that's something that we have to consider. I'm wondering whether or not like, um, there's, there's a good, uh, common balance. Cause the thing is like, uh, like, uh, okay, that's inevitable that things are going to get moved, right? Like for example, heritage park isn't where it was originally was either. It was relocated. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, that wasn't the city center. Like, really? yeah, those, those structures were put in place at a, at a designated area where it was decided that this, oh, would be- oh, oh right. Yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like those were original structures, but they like, and that's what I'm getting at is oh, like, some people, oh, some people actually think Heritage Park was right where those buildings stood. Well, I'm guessing. Some, okay. Yeah, yeah. The idea oh, okay. is like, oh, we, we preserved this site for, uh, you yes. know, whatever. Yeah, no, and, people and, don't and, realize. And, and I mean, like, I would I would venture to say, like, why not, like, a mural to the that part of our history, but without 
impeding progress. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would even I dare argue if you're going to do waterfront properties with like restaurants and stuff, like dedicated to like that theme, like a, like that's right. bush pilot type like a themed restaurant even a or mon- something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're talking about like having a monument there yeah. or something to dedicate. Like, oh, I, and I agree with you 100%. Yeah, because like, I mean, it, you could see it as, you know, the gateway to the north, as it were, right? But like, <laughs> but, yeah, you get it? Quote, yeah. Yeah, but the, but, the, but the idea is like, yes, let's preserve it. Because like, like that, that, that's my qualm. Is like, I don't want us, like, the idea is, I understand progress and, and I'm all for it. But the, the idea is, you like, don't let's not forget. Like, for example, FAVA, which is the Film and Video Arts uh, Association in Edmonton, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Alberta uh, Video Arts Association, their uh, building is the old RCMP building, mm-hmm. like the original detachment That's in cool. Fort Edmonton. And it's, it's like this brick building, and there's a plaque right on it saying, this is, this is a historical site for Edmonton. And because of it, they're never going to tear it down. The yeah. idea is we can uh, peep, uh, businesses can operate out of it, but it is a historical site and will be preserved as such. I would venture to say, why not? Like the the, th- the weird thing is that we don't actually have a structure there. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But there, you know, I think there should be something to like a statue. Absolutely. Or oh, definitely. Absolutely. And I think that was something that could easily be done. And uh, to me, that's a great idea. But I think the, the pushback you're going to get is from some people is the fact that like, well, we don't want a monument. We want to keep doing what we're doing, right? And, there's I always think, people who want to keep doing what they're doing, though. And I think, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's interesting because I think that's the argument we've moved to right now. It's, I don't think there's a question of should we expand. We're going to expand. We have no choice. We're, we're doing we're, it. We, we are expanding. But it, you're gonna, the special interest group is now going to be people trying to preserve our You know what? History, to, right? to, to play devil's advocate here, um, let's, let's go back to what we were talking about, um, the opportunity being here. Like The thing is, they, they, they're asking, oh, well, where are we going to put our planes? It's like, well, come up with a plan. Like obvious, no, I'm not even joking. Like they, they're if the these uh, bush pilots, they're they know their they know their area expertise. They know what the requirements would be. They would know where they could go. Give us a yeah, plan. Have, have an alternate plan. Because like the it's one thing for the city to have to come up with it on their own, right? The city would be like, oh, well, what are we going to do with this? Right? It's going to take a lot longer. They're going to have to bring in you know experts. Et Why don't they come up with a plan? Like, because the thing is, it's, it's obvious that this Good property point. this property is going to have to be changed anyway, right? And I'm fine with that because like in all honesty, no offense to the bush pilot industry or anything but like i've been down to the sny it's not much to look at no yeah and and you and know it's a gem yeah oh, it's especially, an undeveloped gem in the yeah middle once of the mac on expansion goes through it's like that one side is going to look gorgeous absolutely yeah. and, and i mean gorgeous. being so close to the rec center and everything like it, it would yeah. fit so perfectly right um and and i would argue okay well then give a plan as to where you want to relocate the cuz if that's the real argument if it's like oh well we don't want to give up what we're doing well then don't come up with a plan we have an, a, the entire Athabasca river at our mm-hmm. disposal it's true come up with a plan on a docking station somewhere along there and, and using you know, uh, and using Vancouver as an example yes there's still flow planes that fly out of uh, is it false is false creek on is anyone on Vancouver mm-hmm. is a false creek on both sides of downtown Vancouver like where Stanley Park is I can't remember, but on the on the side where Stanley Park is, yes, yes there's still there's full plane bases, but it's it's just not. I don't think it's the type that they want. Like it's regulated. There's, yes, there's a certain sense of security there. Like there's uh, it's portions that I think the city can build, and that's an excellent example. If the Bush Pilot Association for McMurray, which I'm sure that's the name of it, or something similar, mm-hmm. can actually get together and say, "Here's what we need. We can easily build a spot on the clear water." You can, like, then just ask the city for some, the funding. Come yeah, up with a like, proposal and ask for the funding. Your development yep. plan. Come up yeah. with and a proposal. Then you can have the sniper for all, and, and, everything you want. And, and, and part of their plan should be to make a historical site as well. That way, it can't be touched from a, where they put it. At well, that point. achieve progress, yeah. but honor yeah. our past. I mean, I think yeah. I think that's exactly what we need to do in in this community is is uh, not impede progress, but we need to honor our past mm-hmm. as as we move forward, without a doubt. 
there's also limits. We shouldn't have to uh, immortalize diggers in any kind of fucking well, no, <laughs> in any kind of plaque. Because um, I know uh, we drove by there the other day, and, and it's definitely different because like you're used to the the tacky lights going around in the in the stein, and this place is just black right now. Um, but that's for another couple of years until we get Franklin Square built, quote unquote. If that's what's going there. Um, but I know when I posted that picture on my Facebook, there was a few people that was like, "That place has been there forever. Uh, you should. There should be other places that needs to be built. They shouldn't have to touch that." And of course, uh, what in episode forty-eight, uh, what me and Steve were talking about was the one person complaining that the diggers was closed down. Uh, I'm sure just one of uh, totally offbeat uh, sediment where he was just like, "Probably just gonna put another strip mall in there." I don't know. Why, I don't understand why they have to build it there. Like, to me. There's history, like yes, Bush Pilots clearly um, winged pioneers. One yeah. best film festival, Absolutely. one yeah. best film at the film festival. It, it is a definite link to our past. That's an important progress in history. Getting drunk that one night and meeting your wife, I guess. I don't sure know. Why. <laughs> the well, reality is that things change. A, I suppose everyone has a di- yeah. I suppose everyone things has a different change. experience. But, yeah. You know, I mean, the high school my husband went to in Saskatoon is no longer a high school. You know, it closed yeah. the year after he graduated. Things change. That's yeah. progress. That's that's what Spe- happens. Speaking of progress, uh, does anyone know what's going on with the fourth theater? There's construction happening in that there building. There is. At first, I thought uh, me and Matt and Landry were talking about this actually. At first, I thought they were just doing the um, asbestos removal because they wanted to tear down the building. Mm-hmm. But they've been in there a while. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything. I think they're. I, I think. Well, it's not for sale anymore. So mm-hmm. obviously. See, I, I, we speculate that the city like, bought and, it, and that's and that's my Maybe bias. They're not leveling the building. That's Maybe my bias. I see. I, I personally see that as somewhat of a historical site oh, because God, it's the first it's theater. The first but, movie theater. <laughs> but that, that being said, uh, I'm not against a building. I'm not chaining myself. Build it. No, what I would say is like build a new theater, put in a plaque like commemorative yeah. of the first theater in Fort McMurray, right? Like stuff like that, right? It's like I always had a dream of buying. Here's that the building. thing. It is important. It is it is important to to uh, what's it called honor the pa- honor the past and look back yep. to know to build because like you can't make those steps unless you got the past to build on. You need you need those bricks in yep. place before you can build up. But here's the thing: don't dwell on the past either. That's right. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't progress. You have to know your foundation, yeah. but you can't stop at the foundation. Well, exactly that, that one Facebook group that I think Ken Bowie uh, created. Um, I forget what it's called. That remember Fort McMurray, or you know your you know your. Yes, Fort I had McMurray. to remove myself because I, I got too many uh, notifications from it. <laughs> oh, let's turn <laughs> those off. Crazy. <laughs> but no, like uh, we talk about the Fort Theater and and, and Diggers of all places uh, being stuff that we remember. Going through that list of some of those people that are talking about like the seventies and eighties, the stuff that was here before that we have no idea. Like, oh. I, like um, there's one place there used to be an arena right yep. right next to where Corliss Field and Compton High School is. Uh, I didn't know that. Matt was telling me about this, right? Like Corliss Field and Compass High School. Yeah. Huh. There used to be an arena there, apparently. Well, you, well, you went to Comp. Uh, I did. Apparently, I it was remember. only built in the 80s, I guess. But there was like an yep. arena there before. Yep. An arena? What kind of arena? I'm guessing curling, hockey, ice arena. But there's oh, been... I mean, this city has changed. I, I had the opportunity I uh, for, for, now. Yeah, for Big Spirit Magazine to interview uh, someone who started school here in 1938. The school then was a two-room school uh, yeah. where the Safeway is now on Franklin Avenue. And uh, Franklin was a uh, one-lane dirt road things change mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, and it's yeah. very important that yes you got to embrace your your past but definitely if anyone looks at that document that i mentioned uh, the city center redevelopment plan on the website just take a look at that and you do get a beaming eye of what our future is going to be 
Yeah. Like I'm hearing rumors that the the arena the arena's been confirmed. They're, they are building a new hockey arena. Where is the question? New Civic Center. Uh, and if that's going to go uh, where the public education school is, right by the sky, I mm-hmm. think that's an utterly perfect yep. spot to build it. Yep. Right along the waterfront, uh, just uh, downtown. Uh, hopefully, like I said, I don't think it's good where the houses are, but obviously, hopefully, those aren't houses for too much longer. Right. Uh, not to kick people out of their homes, but it's to move on to bigger and better things, right? Like, yep. uh, that would be a perfect spot for an arena. Just like the one where the arena is going in Edmonton, I think is beautiful. Well, the vision is to create a vibrant, City. energetic downtown core. Yeah. And if that's what we want to do, if that's really the, the goal we want, then there's going to have to be some changes because currently we do not have a vibrant, energetic downtown yeah, core. Yeah. What, what I would say is, like, like I said, uh, my, my, feelings on it are <coughs> excuse me um, uh, a plan to where they if, if they really want the industry to thrive a plan on because if you really care about something you'll move on it right so That's in right. other words it won't matter where it is as long as you're doing what you, what you love right so uh, come up with a plan where you would relocate it present it to the city for funding and then the city on top of that I believe the city should have some sort of memorial in place at night Agreed. It, it, amongst the development just someone to remember our past there well, talking about development, the, the latest argument, uh, we lost the, the county fair. I know Tracy wrote a blog on it. Uh, yep. the, the war of uh, Draper versus development, I guess the, the D&D, the D versus D. Uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Your post on LARP made me fucking laugh out loud, I man. seriously thought that's what it was. Explain it, explain it very quick. Well, I, I didn't even read the article until like I literally stopped reading the article when I – because it was like realized. plan for plan for LARP uh, approved by city. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to be LARPing and LARPing is like – I'm like, that's kind of cool. And so, like, I started to do live action role play. Oh, I don't think he does. And then I started reading, and I'm like, it's like, the city has decided on, and then I saw what the acronym actually stood for. I'm like, shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Lost interest right there. And, of course, I'm reading all the way through. (laughs) If Melissa Blake is listening, you want to talk about uh, uh, more focus on arts and culture, let's uh, do the Fort McMurray LARP Society. You know what? There's nothing stopping someone from doing one. Actually, absolutely. I've never, I've never LARPed, but I've heard from people that have done it that it's actually surprisingly fun. Like, uh, like it's fun to kind of like it's as if you, you would do any other sort I was of. I going to say, right? dude, like define LARP because I'm pretty sure we LARP. Well, well sorry, I LARP to going into the Batman. Well, I, it, technically, what I do when with my with my film work, that's that's LARP. I'm, you you make pretend for a couple of hours, right? That's you, what you're doing. You, you dress up and go have a good time. Like, yeah. it sounds like the Society of Creative Anachronism where yeah. they sort of do medieval <laughs> stuff, which well, I like, actually sort of have been at a few of those events. Yeah, so, like a Renaissance. Uh, many years ago, many years ago, to the SCA. Oh, they're fun. Oh my yeah. god, they're fun! It's when they start taking out the, 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 the uh, fake sticks and start fighting each other that things get a little bit weird, though. Yeah, so, yeah. well, that, that's and, and <laughs> so my understanding is in LARP they they use nerf nerf swords and stuff <laughs> to keep things PG. Uh, well, what, what do you expect to have real swords? Just be like, well, this is some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, it's kind of well, no. I thought it was kind of hilarious. Please don't, hit, don't hit an that. artery. <laughs> yeah, now when you posted that, I fucking laughed out loud. What were we talking about again? We're talking about Dunvegan. Oh, du- yeah, D- Dungeons versus yeah, okay, D and D, Draper uh, Road Residence versus Development. Um, it ha- when what got interrupted last year? Because I remember we, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I know we touched on it. Maybe we did. Uh, something got interrupted last year for the whole fiasco. But what was it? Because we had the Easter party this year. Was it Chateau Boo? No, no Chateau, Chateau Boo ran there last year as fair. per schedule. No, the Country Fair. This was the first year the Country, fair, country was, fair was going to I be there. Uh, and due to some zoning issues, the municipality basically stepped in and said they needed a, a development permit to run the Country Fair there. They did not have a development permit in place. Therefore, yeah. 
they could not hold the fair there. Uh, they were given, the country fair organizers were, I believe, given two weeks' notice, and they decided that simply due to the lack of notice and, and having to you know change advertising, publicity, all those things, they decided to cancel it this year instead of going ahead. And if you go to their website and, and see the note that they uh, they posted, it's, it's sort of heartbreaking. Yeah, you can it. sort of see how upset they were to let it go, because I think when anybody, you guys probably feel this way about your film festivals and, and, oh, yeah. I, and the podcast, yeah. and I feel this way about my writing you get very personally attached to the things that you do mm-hmm. <laughs> your creative True. your creative process yeah. and when you see something yeah. hurting it it's very painful especially when it's out of your hands uh, absolutely when it's not a decision that you're making that's yeah. a, a decision someone else has made the um and and i, I guess uh, just to play devil's advocate so there's no other location where it can be held i think there were other For locations fair, offered to them oh, yes. the fair was just a timeline problem yeah so, i think okay. it was timeline a good point if if the city stepped in at a Earlier time, it probably would give them enough time to rebook. Mm-hmm. I know one thing that was thrown around. I think even Mac Island on Twitter volunteered. Yeah, I says, think they were offered. Hey, we space. could have it here, yeah. but they just didn't have the time. They to just felt with two it. weeks. With two weeks, mm-hmm. they just wouldn't have the time to, to do the organization that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a point of they couldn't do it. It was just total lack of effort. And, and like I said, so I guess it's uh, it was a kind of a partial feat on that one. Where yeah, it could have still went on if we had enough time. Um, but I'm pretty sure last year was the county fair was canceled too. Is Something was canceled last year, and that's bugging me now. No, the country fair last year, I think, was held in conjunction with Interplay, if I remember correctly. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. I know we had. Okay, we had the argument well, before. Well, Draper the, stepped in before, and they were bitching about the the. Well, they were the issue previously. To my knowledge, the the issue previously to this on Draper Road was um, industrial activity. Was was some of the uh, be- businesses there uh, who were accused of ramping up industrial related activity that didn't fit into zoning. Uh, and I actually investigated that issue, and I believe I wrote about it uh, about four times in yeah. the blog. And. It's absolutely true. It did not meet zoning uh, practices. It did not meet the current bylaws out there at all. So, and I can understand. You know, the, the residents were very upset at the amount of uh, large vehicle traffic going in and um, going, going in and out. They were upset about you know a variety of not just on vacant, but oh, just a everywhere. sort of a ramping up of industrial activity. And they were concerned about what would happen in the future because this is considered a country residential area. There's people, families with children living mm-hmm. there. So I understand that, and I completely agree with that. The issue I had this time is the country fair is a three-day event. It's a little event. It doesn't attract thousands and thousands of people. It attracts a, a small, mm-hmm. diehard group of, of people. And to me, it's, it's much like that sort of um, moving ahead, but keeping our link to the past. The yeah. country fair is a link to the past. It's this nostalgic uh, link to history. Country fairs have been going on um, for hundreds of years in North yep. America and, and in Europe as well. Uh, it was a way to sort of celebrate harvest. It was a way to celebrate uh, the growing season. People would come together and, and you know, sort of show off their goods. Kind, and, kind and, of like the one bit hurrah before it got cold. Yeah. Absolutely. It was sort of a, a party. It, it was and, a sign and, of fall. An opportunity yeah. for farmers to, to come together and sort of, yeah. you know, after a long season and share with each other. So it's, it's an homage to our past mm. so it's it's this lovely little three-day event where people are you know submitting cross-stitching and uh baking for competition and it got canceled because of what has fundamentally become a neighborhood dispute yeah oh, that's a shame. and and i i felt for it then uh but i really started feeling for it when one of my favorite events of Shadow all Boo. year is going to be 
Not cancelled, they're saying they're going to try to move it, um, but it's being affected, and it's Chateau Bou. Yeah. We want to talk history. That's been a former staple for years. Well, since you've been young, right? Yeah, yeah. like, uh, I went to it as a kid. Last year, I took Kingston there for the first time, yeah. and he loved it, well, the Junior Boo, and uh, the Corn Maze, all that kind of stuff, and that was, like, to me, I remember going to it when it was at the Boys and Girls Club, I remember going to it when it was in the mall, mm-hmm. and when they moved locations, I think it was three years ago or two years yes. ago, to Draper Road, it's a noticeable difference, yeah. i.e. because they got lots more space. Uh, and it was awesome. And it's a natural tie-in with the corn maze, actually, the corn and, and maze, that time of year. Maze, and it's, it's a great tie-in. Kingston had so much fun yeah, in the corn maze. Yeah. Uh, and they can't have it this year. And I'm t- I'm literally torn. I know me and my dad had a, a large argument. Uh, outsiders call it argument. Insider family members call it discussion <laughs> um, about it. Where he's all for the he's for the Draper residents, and his argument makes sense. And it's exactly what you said. It's understanding where uh, Dunvin Gardens and other projects in there, they got dump truck after dump truck just in and out and constantly. It's, it's a lot of work. Like it's, it's a work area, right? Industrial mm-hmm. Park is the quotes I've been hearing from. But I'm torn between that and some good old-fashioned family fun. That's, that's to me, is a perfect location. And I'm torn between the two. Um, yeah. And I guess that's why the city stepped in. And, and literally, they only did what their zoning permitted. Well, and the city's, it, the city's caught between a rock and a hard place. They have to, if, if there are complaints, and from what my understanding is, is there were complaints about these events yeah. taking place. They, gotta um, respond they to have complaints. to respond. Yeah. You well, know, they, they, they have no choice. They have to adhere it, it to, sounds, to the current zoning. It's, it honestly sounds like a no-win scenario because it, no. it's, it's literally uh, clearly that there has been a violation. Uh, but at the same time, it's you know it, it's kind of it's hurting something that's not harmful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's term- it in terms, I'd understand if it's like you got a loud neighbor that's partying at all. And I'm sure, like from from a certain standpoint, again perspective from a di- from a different standpoint, that it could be seen that way, right? Sure, it could. But I mean, uh, it, it kind of sucks. The thing is, like you know, it's I, I think it's kind of a good example showing how Fort McMurray is in a really interesting stage yes. of expansion. We we we're we're on top of each other here at this point, right? Like yeah. Yeah. The, the, our downtown core, even our we're not expanding fast enough. And no. I mean. Uh, uh, I'll give another good example. Like, there are a ton of bylaws, not not just in front of your in your street right <laughs> here, but all over town because yeah. of a simple fact that people take their work trucks yes. from site home, and these trucks are wide. They take a like mm-hmm. I, 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 more often than not, I've driven home and I've had to it, where we have clear two two lanes. One driver has to go off to the side and park to let another one through because of all the street Cars. parking that's occur- yeah. that's occurring. Clearly violation of bylaw. But we kind of have an understanding where we're just kind of like we understand that this is kind of the mm-hmm. way things are here, and we're you know where it's it, we, we we respect each other's space is what we, we're That's getting right. at, right? Like I'll have a good example at my place. Unspoken. There's, there's pe- no a guy will park the, a guy will park in front of my house on the on the street parking where I usually park uh, our truck. But I understand that it's under street uh, uh, it's street parking. Like, what, what do what I want to do? Like, I want to go after him over that? It's, it's public street <laughs> parking. But here's the thing. If you developed a little neighbor dispute with him, mm-hmm. you could. You could, no, you, and, could, and you, exactly. could you could turn a neighbor and, dispute into something and, and, where you're calling in bylaw and, and, and you're calling in, you know, and all of a yeah. sudden it, it, it escalates, which is exactly you're what I think right. happened and, and, on Draper and that, Road. And here's, and here's kind of like, I would rather, me personally, I would rather go up to my neighbor discuss with them how can we make this work to yeah. be mutually beneficial obviously i'm assuming that if if if, if a dispute is escalated to this level they've tried that I, i'm gonna assume that they that they've tried that but the idea is like let because the thing is 
you don't want to like I end up looking like the bad guy. I end up being like the guy that's that I'm like, oh well, get in, get off of the front of my property, even though it's not the front yeah. of my property. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the that's what's really hard with the city is if you get a complaint like taking that uh, the Draper residence or whoever the hell was involved with it against Dunvant Gardens. If you look at the situation without being emotionally attached for what it is, there is only one person technically wrong. That's right. There's only one person that's in violation that's of right. the bylaw. Unfortunately, in it's. I don't want to say the good ones because if you're not like, if you're looking at it non-partially, there is only one person wrong. Yeah, that's the fact it's, it's that clear you're cut legal, and they have to enforce it. They yeah. have to enforce it if they're if they're being asked to enforce it. They have to. Yeah, enforce it's clear it. cut legally. It's, it, the only thing that sucks is it it, it doesn't affect, it event. doesn't affect Fraser. It affects the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my yeah. my issue is that it, it Draper. Draper or Draper. Sorry, it, it, the impact that it's also having is on non-profit organizations well, now, like the Boys and Girls Club, Club is, is a non-profit. Boo, is their it's their fundraiser and uh, they're a non-profit organization and from what I understand they, they run fairly close to the bone yeah. uh, in operational costs. Um, so if they have to move their event that's going to mean you know probably more costs for them uh, and I, from what I understand from reports they, they might have to make it smaller this year yeah. which is unfortunate again because then that's going to impact their bottom line. The point is you look at situations like this and is it is it good for the community for the country fair and shadow boo you know to be moved or canceled or whatever or is it bad for the community mm, i think it's pretty clear that you know having the country fair canceled was not a good thing for the community well hence the public outcry to, uh, about it right well i think it's really unfortunate i think it, it's really it, it unfortunate it's on both sides. you weigh it you weigh in your options too right like i'm just i'm just going through my head now some good arguments that i should have had for my father what time is i'm gonna call him up <laughs> be like you know what I mean? Like, Come uh, up now. We can all argue with him. It'll be awesome. Yeah. The, um, I was like, I can understand like if it's – but he's not really complaining about the events. They're complaining about like the development in there. No, exactly. Uh, and, it's like, clear you know cut. I mean? like, like I said, it, it's a clear cut scenario yeah, and it's a, a no-win scenario. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a no-win scenario and, and it's – I think it, all, all we really can, can draw from this is – we need more room in this community. Like, the, like what's happening is it, it, we're getting to the point where the, the residential and the business side are, are clashing more and more, right? Well, it's, it's going to continue to happen as we grow. You know, you sort of looking uh, now at the, the expansion of Mac Island. That's going to take mm-hmm. off things like uh, baseball diamonds for a while. Uh, it means there's not going to be an outdoor concert space yeah, for a while. So now all, all of a sudden, yeah. where are these things going to happen? Because that space is going to be gone for a while. It'll be back in... In, in a, couple a couple of years, years. but for the couple of years where are those and, events going to occur? that's a very good point. You know, and, and again, to play devil's advocate, I would say, I mean, if we, if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we want, no, I, honestly, if, if we really want Chateau Bou to happen, like, I mean, there's nothing stopping a group of citizens to really trying to find another location that might fit it well. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? But the thing, the truth of the matter is Chateau Bou isn't necessarily a place it's an event yeah. and then doesn't necessarily have well, to be locked to one location i think i think their plan is now to hold it at the boys and girls club which they've done previously the they issue with before, that has yeah. been it it closes down one of it their does. gyms yeah. you know for it a does, significant yeah. because it takes time for them to, to no, build I, and, it and the issue and is they had two things. years of great yeah. event at this location and now they're gonna have to change it and i'm, I'm all about really hate and change sometimes well you so. know what maybe <laughs> that maybe that'll be the big push to justify for next year up up a better plan going forward right yeah maybe maybe re re reorganize exactly how Chateau Bou works, you know, works etc. There's some so. good ideas and I'm, once again in our discussion with my father the, uh, the Borealis Park or not Borealis Park the Waterways one what's that one called? Howard Pugh? Howard Pugh yeah um, would be a good location to have it and I'm not too sure logistics wise but I'm just saying like there are options out there it just, mm-hmm. it's a matter of someone taking the, brain, uh, the bull by the horns and 
pursuing it, see what it costs, see what needs to happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a battle going on. Like, like it's a little bit of drama. Uh, your article you did on the country fair – country or country? Country. County. I don't know why I'm calling it that. Uh, it was a good article, uh, like I said, uh, to me. I am selfish sometimes, but I know when it comes to community events, like you look at it, even if I was a Scrooge, one weekend here and there should be tolerable. Um, but like I said, maybe their maybe their bigger complaint is not just the events itself; it's it's the ongoing activities, right? And well, you know what they yeah. say: what is it, fences and neighbors? Sometimes, yeah. Unfortunately, we're yeah. kind of in a situation like and, that. And right? and so. sometimes I think when when you get into a neighbor dispute, I don't know if either of you have ever seen any. I've seen some in my parents' old neighborhood. Things get ridiculous people just lose perspective on yeah. on what's really it's, important because you I get you get year. so entrenched <laughs> in in your position that you sort of forget well you know maybe 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 i should just maybe i should yeah. bend a little it's bit it's such an interesting <laughs> psychological uh analysis in terms of like the because like you know it, it, they say that's one of the first things that uh, we developed as a species was our sense of community like you know the whole mm-hmm. tribe culture like we we all had a little bit of a settlement right yeah. so it, it's just interesting to see how our we, we become we, we 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 kind of we almost to a sense degenerate when we get into the situations where in close proximities like work like a, a work relationship is a good example we're forced into this thing and we're like we have to work together but when you get upset at mm-hmm. a coworker. You get like tooth and nail angry with yeah. them yep. for no apparent reason. Because you spend all your time with them. You have to be around that person That's all right. the time, right? Well, so. I think I think yes. The first thing we developed community, and 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 then we built fence, fences. Then, yeah, we, exactly. and then, we, then we built our own houses, yeah. and then, exactly. we, then we didn't want to be that close to these people yeah, anymore. And, and I think that's, that's <laughs> why we clash so hard now when it happens because we've we've created all these fences around ourselves and and our neighbors that to the point where now when when we do come into these conflicts, it's because we're expected to act civil to a certain respect, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking objectively here, just like a really interesting uh, a really Really interesting commentary, right? So, well, I remember it's one of the first podcasts that we've had where I had a neighbor. Turns out he was the neighbor across the street. Oh yeah, where he was parked in almost in my in my driveway. Like he was very very like he was in my driveway. I right? got an awesome story for you. And uh, is it about that? Did you meet the guy? No, 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 no. <laughs> it, uh, you know how you have uh, the what is it? Totsky traffic bitch. Oh yeah. Doug and I almost got probably the best picture ever of the worst parking job. In Fort McMurray, you had to upload that shit, buddy. We, we 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 actually doubled back to get the photo, and the guy <laughs> left. The guy saw us doubling back, and the guy quickly got in his car and left. Okay, you know downtown where uh, the the uh, you know EB e- e- Games is, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, that strip mall. Yeah, yeah. What, what what is that? A Clearwater or Clearwater Landing? No, it's a Mark sports, sports check. Oh, sports check. Yeah. It's a sports check, right? Okay, the front of the sports check guy in a huge truck, right? Literally drives up, and you know how the parking's like this, like yeah, uh, yeah. parallel, yeah. right? He goes perpendicular across and covering, oh, what a prick. covering three spaces, like one full one and two on the edge, all of them handicap. Oh! <laughs> He jumps. He jumps out of his car and he's walking inside. He literally co- goes in through the two doors. Doug and I, Doug and I, are driving by. And we're like, "What the fuck?" And oh my so we, god! We turn around because like, "Oh, Todd's gonna love this." What time so, of day is this? It was ten in the morning. Oh, like so, it was fuck. like there was a lot of traffic. Yeah, it's right? open, man. Yeah, and this, I'm like, what, this "Was like, did a baby die or something?" <laughs> and so we turn back, and as soon as we turn back, we see the guy pause, and he turns around and sees our truck. And as we're doubling back, he steps outside. He goes back into his truck, 
gets into his car and drives oh, off. Couldn't get a shot. Oh no, we tried. It's really hard. Prick. Yeah, I thought you would have loved that. Oh one. man. Well, no, there's so many going around on Twitter. I know Nolan usually uh, tries to tag them all in, in his Rock 979 blog. Yeah, there's so many of them. Like I posted a picture of one of a Corvette when I was going into Staples. Yeah, yeah. The fucker was right on the like middle. Like was in two spots. Yeah. And I really want to order some business cards. I know um, I've seen it on either Chive or somewhere before, where it's a bunch of business cards and it's oh, it's a, yeah. sweet park job fucker. Next time I'm going to key your vehicle or something like that, right? And just put it underneath the underneath the the windshield wiper because like that's just ridiculous like i like i'm sure i've done bad park jobs where i'm like angled but like that's a blatant blatant disregard fucking move right and, but you know one, oddly right? like, enough what i've noticed is sometimes these park jobs happen because of other terrible park jobs so yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely yeah two other people park terribly so well i had a little experience in the peter pond parking mall about a year and a half ago where I now park my car far, far away from everybody else because somebody ripped the front bumper off my car with the running board of their truck. Oh, are you serious? No, I'm completely serious. I came out from the Peter Pond Mall and I saw a RCMP cruiser parked and I thought, oh, somebody's having a really bad day. And then I got closer and went, shit, it's it's me! me. (laughs) (laughs) Did he leave? No, she she was there. Well, she couldn't leave because she would have taken my bumper with her. She was very attached to the bumper of my car. Wow. That but sucks. she had just parked so close that Lovely when she tried she, to turn. Lovely said she. Well, <laughs> when she tried to turn, her running board caught the bumper Ooh. and just ripped it right off. Oh, that's terrible. Always, it was crushing. <laughs> it was absolutely crushing. I've always just parked in the back of all parking lots for the sole fact that I just don't want no one hitting me. Yep. And. Like, hey, at least it's a little bit of exercise I can get during the day of walking to a, a like walking to a, a store. So. I park so far away now, I may as well just leave my car at home because I'm neurotic now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I was going to talk about one more thing. This weekend coming up, um, which by the time I listen to this podcast was last weekend, so maybe we shouldn't even talk about it. In the future. <laughs> Big spirit. Oh, that, that's yeah, sustainable. That's sustainable. Well, you should. Yeah. Oh, I guess it'll be. Afterwards. It'll be. Yeah, it'll, yeah. It, this is going to get posted next Tuesday. So, hope everyone enjoyed sustainable. <laughs> um, um, I know. Uh, I mentioned it to a, a little environmental chicky friend of mine. Um, she never heard of it before, and when I actually sent her a picture of the of the pamphlet, she was absolutely ecstatic. I know. I'd never heard of it before. The when it came here last year. Yeah, it, winter, winter play. Of, they had a little preview. Yeah, exactly. Winter play. I've never heard of it before either. It and it works like and it's now, cool. What they had at winter play, if everyone remembers, they had it in the sport and wellness center. Was only a little preview because they only had like five rides. Uh, I was out at the Snide the other day, and this is the this is the full Does version. It? Oh, I'm gonna have to go oh, this, check it out. It's got 25 rides according to the pamphlet. Oh, I'm gonna and have to go check it out. When I was down out. there, it is huge um so hopefully everyone enjoyed it because it's definitely like runs on used vegetable oil and you're thinking of oh it must be shit it's, it's all gonna smell rides. like the fr- french fries over there all weekend <laughs> yeah it'll smell That'll awesome, awesome yeah rides, and it smells good <laughs> the, um and it's quite like like how it's red like is run on used vegetable oil is exactly how it works like they literally take old used vegetable oil in these vats of course they don't have it right in front for everyone to see mm-hmm. uh but they just take it off into the back and like i said uh, anyone that went down to winter play got a little preview of it uh it was the real deal i, I went down there and i Leaving them like it's got to be what like half half mix. gas yeah, half yeah. something or other right just thinking of it as like a, but it's literally the, kind of looks like Mr. Fusion off of Back to the Future <laughs> literally they dump it in and it's literally powering the and, rides and, that and it's come to being held life. being held at Mac Island at the Sny oh at they the took cool. over at the, the Sny yeah that's awesome literally like took over the full back part I was going to ask you did you end up going to the movie in the park 
when they did Men in Black 3? I was working that day. I, I heard it was good. I yeah. heard a lot of people went this time. Um, Justin Slade Youth Foundation. I know you're doing some work with them, Teresa. Or you were, weren't I, you? I have uh, written about them previously. They're actually one of the organizations in town that I really, really like a they, lot. Um, they do some amazing They put work. off movies in the park a couple times a year, and it's, it sounds like it's getting better and better. Like They're now actually Men in Black 3. Uh, I finally figured out how they did it. Uh, well, it la- it's the theater. Like, so. like I, t- I think I told you last year, one of my favorite things about Prince Edward Island is the drive-in, right? Yeah. So like that's kind of the same deal. And it's, yeah. yeah, no, it's... It's something really like again a do. big like a kind of like community sense where you're like out there watching movies. Well, it's people. like a drive-in. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, I remember going to drive-ins when I was a teenager, which is some time ago. Parking, and it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Members of the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not so much. Somehow, I always ended up going with a couple and like having to leave the car. So, <laughs> I'm gonna go find somewhere else to sit. I'll watch it from the roof. Um, no, Justin said Youth Foundation, uh, not to say that their past selections were shitty, but uh, they were limited, I guess. But yeah, Men in Black was the first one they actually did like before yeah. it hits the shelves. So I thought that was a beautiful makes idea. Makes me really happy. Like, we get, you know, we're, we're doing stuff like Film Fear, the Film Fest, and they're doing movies in the park. It's like, it's really starting to build like a, a yeah. big cinema community here. And right? the so, most yeah. common complaint, especially when Steve posted that picture on Instagram, was like, where was this? Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. How, how, why didn't we why know about, about this? this? Uh, just like what me and Steve uh, talked about a couple weeks ago, Google it. Look it up. Sometimes you might hear a small ad on the radio, but you can't get mad because you you missed it or you didn't hear about stuff. Like Twitter is a wonderful thing. Uh, Justice yeah. League News Foundation, I know they're not even that active on Twitter, but I knew about that moving the park at least, I think it was a week or two in advance. For me, the problem isn't that I don't know that stuff's going on. It's that there's too much yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I can't keep track of everything oh, no. that's going exactly. on. Because often people will say, oh, did you go to? And I think, damn, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was happening. But I had three other things forgot going on it. that day, so but I no, forgot. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm trying to write this little blog or this little article or something on, on how to do... Uh, survive for mcmurray but it might be called something else and twitter is on top of that list i think it, even if you don't know how to use it, it don't bother tweeting just use it to we have a really strong twitter community ymm hashtag yeah. we have a really strong community um, here Brittany said it best uh, this Brittany gloria girl that she's starting to write some blogs she said it best too uh she'd been one of those people that never thought there's anything to do with mcmurray log in on twitter and you find all this stuff that's going on um some people do a great job in advertising some people not so much and it's not the fact that they're doing a good job about it it's that advertising costs a lot of fucking money that's right so you'd be surprise twitter free and there's there's also free calendars in things oh, uh, like uh, snap there's free calendars mm-hmm. at like everything fort mcmurray there's there's free calendars on almost all of these sites where well, you Buffalo, can you can website. well absolutely where you can actually advertise uh, if you have like a non-profit organization event happening you can advertise for free so that's where most of these non-profits advertise i know because yeah. i've done it yeah, exactly. Me <laughs> that's too. where you organize these events are where you you advertise these events so go to those sites and look and we're getting into what's, what usually happens in fall. Gala season's coming up. Gala season starts this Saturday. So, so what do we got Saturday? Uh, Saturday is the Centennial Gala for the Fort McMurray so Public School District. hope everyone enjoyed uh, the Centennial Gala. The Centennial Gala, Gala. <laughs> that's right, with Aaron Lyons. Oh, he's going to be there? <laughs> he is, hometown boy. Well, yeah. I guess you'll have to do a review when uh, after the weekend. Yeah. That way post yeah. it as soon as possible. Yeah, well, it's going to come out next Tuesday, so hopefully everyone yeah. enjoyed the Centennial Gala and also Big Spirit. I didn't think they had galas on long weekends. Well, I guess... It's a school long weekend, so everyone's it's, in town usually. It's, yeah, I think they, they decided to hold the centennial this first long weekend because school is back in as of Wednesday. Um, they've invited alumni from all over the, the country to attend and a lot of other places. You know, kids aren't back in school yet, so yeah. it's, it's a natural closeout to the summer for us. And uh, it's looking to be a terrific event, actually. We've got Harvest of Hope coming up. We do, um, September 22nd. 22nd of September. Mm-hmm. That's uh, cancer, I believe, supporting the cancer. That cancer. is uh, for the can- a fundraiser for the Canadian Cancer Society. Society. I'm actually really involved in Harvest of Hope this year. I'm doing the 
their uh, social media campaigning. Nice. Excellent. And uh, yeah, my uh, it's a it's a personal issue for me. My father died of lung cancer six years ago. So you did um, a good job on the uh, Relay for Life too. So thank you. I, I those those uh, there's some issues that hit you really uh, really close to home. And uh, anything happy related to, to fundraising for cancer, I'm happy to do. Harvest of Hope I went to last year had more fun than I've had in a very long time. There's very few places where you can pay 80 bucks to see two city councilors dance with each other. <laughs> Male city councilors dance with each well, other. We Money we, well spent. We got uh, 150 for a ticket for that one, I do believe. Yeah, right? it's $150 uh, for a ticket. Uh, you can get tickets oh, through the Canadian Cancer Society. It, it, uh, one other thing, uh, Taste of Four Memory sold out really quick this year, hey? Yes. First year awesome. they kind of went ticketed-wise, though, wasn't it? Yes. Like, yes. I, heard, I heard it uh, the, for the people that did go that I spoke with. like It was huge portions. Yeah. Enormous. Yeah. Well, worth the price. I was yeah. stuffed. I went yeah. and uh, my family went and frankly we were absolutely stuffed. <laughs> I was uh, at first I was a little pissed off that it wasn't the drop off uh, style like they have in the past but mm-hmm. hey, it's, it's a change sign of the times and someone explained to me that I never really thought of that uh, at least it gives the restaurants now uh, a number to prep for and well, that makes right. perfect sense. I never that's thought right. of I'm like okay that's good and uh, I'm not going to lie I had lots of notice to grab yeah. a ticket and I'm just yeah. like ah, I'll just do a little later. Do a little later. Exactly. Exactly. Then I sell that. I'm like, I'm going to bitch about it. <laughs> no, as it was a great event. Uh, kudos to Volunteer with Buffalo. I believe Volunteer with Buffalo. One. Yeah. Uh, we got the we got the Keanu Gala coming up, which has already started some traction. Uh, so that one should be easy. I'm hearing ticket prices are going to be 350 bucks. So yeah, we won't be going to that one. <laughs> Uh, I say that we like I'm taking you as a date. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> which, I, which I probably <laughs> was going to. Which one's, which one's wearing the dress? That's all yeah, I want exactly. to know. <laughs> he looks better in the dress. Uh, I'm slimmer for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like seriously though, 350 bucks is a little ridiculous. Uh, in their defense, they haven't announced the ticket price yet. Yeah, they have not. So That's only the rumor that I've heard. We're hoping that it goes down a bit. I, I'm, you know, I have no problem spending 500 bucks uh, to take a date uh, for a night. Uh, but 700, gee, that's, a bit, that's a bit much. Um, what else is for gala season? Uh, there are tons of galas that come up. I mean, there's the Festival of Trees Gala. Right. Uh, there's the Kids Forever Banquet. Uh, there's one of my favorites, which is for the Center of Hope, the KD Gala, which is a much uh, smaller ticket price. I think it's usually around $30. And it's a uh, the meal is a variations on uh, craft dinner, and it's held in a church basement. But it's an amazing little event, cool. actually. Yeah, it's and a that, terrific little when event. When do they usually have that? Uh, I believe that's in at the end of October okay. this year. Uh, pretty much when you hit it into this season there's something going on every weekend so and it's getting to be that time of year uh and it's going to be getting to that time of year our favorite time of year halloween absolutely oh excuse me the halloween store is actually i know a lot of people are wondering where this is because i even post pictures of it and people not familiar with the city don't even know where i'm posting the picture apparently it's open now i heard an ad on the radio they said they're open oh september 1st i thought Oh, so hey, even, either, there you go. That's right. <laughs> so they are open. Um, uh, Spirit Halloween. Uh, last year, they were in the mall, which was a very convenient location. Uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, we got a pretty cool atmosphere store That's in the right. mall right now. But So the space is limited. They couldn't get into Zellers, I heard, uh, in time because they wanted to open up for yeah. Halloween, uh, open up for September 1st. I don't think Zellers is out of there until... Uh, no, like, they still got their fixtures. Yeah, mid-September, I think. Yeah. And hopefully we get a target. They're still not confirmed yet. Um, so they are down at the River Point Shops. For those people that don't know where that is, how the hell can I explain that to them? Uh, Rydell Street, where Sears used Club. to be, yeah. by Boys and Girls Club. Um, the apartment fire from, from a couple years Mark's ago. Mark's Work Warehouse yeah. is. Um, yeah. it's. Uh, so that's called River Point Shops. Uh, someone said it at Steve's party there that uh, all the girls knew. Uh, Drop Dead Boutique. 
Yeah, Drop Dead Darlings. Drop Dead Darlings. It's in that same spot as that yes. one is, and apparently a lot of girls know where that is. Yes, we do. Um, so, <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Halloween store was a huge hit. I remember talking to one of the employees last year, and they said if they could, they would actually have one up here year-round, but they said they just usually their main profits aren't for like the first two months. It, it's understandable. Um, the, They're uh, an online store, A, a good example is uh, Theater Garage in uh, Edmonton uh, has a tough time because uh, they, they supply a lot of uh, supplies and costumes for a lot of productions and for uh, theater productions in uh, edmonton but like you know when they're off season like there's nothing no one's buying anything. yeah exactly but and these are guys that have like you go in the store and you're like i'm looking for a world war one canadian uniform <laughs> yeah and, and they're like we have it yeah so it's i've, what I've size been, sir i've been in the back and they have some really impressive like historic like because they, they do it for movie productions as well as stuff right yeah. so and they're like it is so boring when it's not halloween here <laughs> there's nothing like a good costume store i mean in years past um i've uh, ordered a lot of costumes for my kid uh, online simply because, you know, she's always got mm. some whacked out costume she really has to have. <laughs> so uh, but, uh, this year she's looking at anime characters and I'm really frightened. Regardless, <laughs> though, it's kind of fun going into one of these it stores. It is. And I'd much rather go There's into an energy it, there. Yeah, yeah. Spirit Halloween last get, year was really cool. Very Halloween-y. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, there's something about Halloween. Right? It, I, I found something really interesting, too, is the fact that like, this past year, like, uh, have you noticed that, like, the props that they're bringing out, like, the gorier and gorier, because of shows like The Walking Dead, etc., right? But it makes me laugh because you got like two, three-year-old kids coming in and it's like severed heads hanging from yes. a chain with blood it's hanging It's always that stigma of, oh, that's fine because it's Halloween. Well, Put it's that shit out of Christmas a, and it's, it's like, so oh my God, funny. what are you doing? It's so funny because I see it and I'm funny like... Funny you should mention that because at Christmas last year, we, we decorate for Halloween every year and pulled up at my house just shortly before December 25th and realized we'd forgotten to remove two severed heads from the tree <laughs> in front of the house, oh, you know, God. Christmas lights and it's all beautiful and Christmassy and it's like... Why are there two severed heads? And my daughter says, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. See, that's awesome. And I, and I love when people get into the spirit of things. And it seems like um, Halloween time, everyone gets in the spirit too. Like you, like Spirit Halloween store in the mall last year. Mm-hmm. Every time me and Kingston went, it was packed. People Absolutely. were having a good time. It was it was enjoyable. We spent a ton of time there, oh, my daughter and I. Yeah. Three or four different runs, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully you guys figured out the segue I'm leading into. But I'm not I, say I, I, I sort of see the direction you're going. <laughs> Those of you that were um, uh, at the film festival got to see our little preview show for what we got in store for fall. And guess what? I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! I'm excited. The, It'll be um, good this year. One of the uh, fallout items from the um, the Interplay Film Festival this year was um, a lot, if not all, of the local filmmakers that were involved, including some other people, have joined. And, well, uh, Alex, Alex Rushdie started, started the Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association, which is kind of a really cool idea. It is. Actually. It, it actually it's remnant of uh, when uh, my friend Tyler started the University of Alberta Association for Filmmaking. filmmaking. Yeah. So and, and it's really cool because it's it we it's like generated a lot of wind really quickly. And uh, so what, what's been going on is just basically people have been contributing. And one of the items that I contributed this week because I've been working with uh, this stuff uh, a lot for yeah, you work post and all that good stuff on was uh, <clears throat> the use of a vector scope. And what that is in editing software is – do you guys know what a color wheel is for art? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's basically – it's the color spectrum but in a wheel. And it basically – the way it works is every color has an opposite color, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the idea behind it is – to, That's like you, on the wheel, like you have like yeah. white over here on the exact opposite side and be black. Yeah, yeah. Well, except white and black aren't actually colors. Well, so you know they, what they, I mean. they're, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not on the wheel. They're, they're not <laughs> actually colors. They, well, yeah, one one of them is like a mixture of every color, and the other one is the absence Absence of color, of color. entirely. Entirely. 
So interesting little. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, Mandy might correct me on that, but, but that's the way it was. But <laughs> always thought white was a color. Yeah, one of the things I, I, I know because uh, like one of the big things that I noted from it is, and I'm sure you've seen it in every single summer movie for the majority, is the fact that in Hollywood there's been this this very steady decline in terms of color correction. Used to be a, a very like respected art form in terms of like the meticulous nature of making a movie fit a, a color theme when you were sh- while you're shooting so if you're shooting a movie a certain way it's a, like godfather it's got this yeah. sepia tone mm-hmm. you showed me the nostalgic. difference yeah it's funny when we first started, if you would have told me this when we first started the spot like before yeah, yeah. you really got to be close friends um i would have been like shut the fuck up like it's not about color it's about story <laughs> right and you've literally showed me the difference but they're little subtle things right yeah. like it is but about it can story. make a movie though yeah and but the thing is so like i was saying uh I, there's been a decline and now all you see in posters and in movies is orange and teal. The reason is because they're opposite colors, and mm-hmm. orange is the closest to skin, and teal basically covers everything else. You see it in Transformers. You even saw it in Avengers this summer. It's just very it, people. It, they're just like, oh, well, okay. It just looks awesome, right? Like they, but it's it's very lazy color correcting and co- uh, and color grading because whoever's doing the grading is essentially they're not doing and they're not doing it for theme anymore. They're just like. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to find this person's skin tone and where it's balanced. I'll just go to orange. So everybody is orange, and everything else is blue. <laughs> so I, it's just interesting because I've been doing some. I've been doing some color grading tests this week, and and it, it, it like I've been. I've been every time I do something where I think I've got like a really good palette going, I'm thrown off because then I watch television or something like that, <laughs> and everything is different. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, even right now we're having the conversation. I'm like, your face is really orange. <laughs> <laughs> Like when we talk, like it's funny how you kind of like you're doing all this. So like on a on a project that you would do, you're obviously writer most of the time, uh, director, editor. Uh, what would you call what you're doing with this color wheel? What would that be like? Called it, it, there, there's two photography. Aspects. Actually, no, it's 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 really interesting. It's it's part part of editing, and and uh, it, it actually comes in two components. There's color correction and color grading. And a lot of people think of them as one and the same, and that usually causes a lot of problems, especially within indie filmmakers. Because you ever have you ever seen an indie film where everything's just really crushed and really black? Like it looks really gritty, but overly gritty yeah. sometimes, yes. or no color at all sometimes, yes. where it's like ho- almost horror movie ish. And that's just basically because a lot of people mistake grading for correction and and because the thing is before I noticed that you spelled that out in that post actually yeah yeah yeah. and I wanted to make it clear to everyone because the thing is when you're correcting an image you're not going for style what you're Mm. doing with with an image is seeing how bright things are how dark things are and you want everything to come to a balance in fact when you color correct something it's going to look boring but that's the point the the idea is that every all of the colors all of the all of the colors all of the saturations all of the highs and lows are supposed to be balanced and then you end up with a boring image but then you get to the fun part which is color grading color grading is where you make the choice how do i want my movie to look and so long as you've done the correction properly you can go crazy with the grading because you're always going to be within those parameters right and if you if you understand how the color wheel works and how far you can go with these colors you're fine you can do whatever you want with it the problem is a lot of people they they they, when they're when when they get a a video and they want to edit it they quickly go for the style as opposed to balancing and then they end up like you know it's like this person's completely washed out which is something you would only know from experience well and the irony is some of like the greatest filmmakers some of the greatest filmmakers have have made invented these really cool looks but in, in, intentionally when they were making the movies for example um, uh, Saving Private Ryan uh, uh, um, uh, Steven Spielberg 
intentionally made it washed out and made it but that was to make it look like it was a documentary it was supposed to look like world war ii footage that older was, yeah. style yeah exactly yeah. and but because because it went so well for that one really great movie he's everyone started copying it but yeah. without understanding how, why he did it and you know they just Chose it for a choice, so I just uh, I posted that on the uh, the filmmaking association uh, 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 Facebook group. Facebook group just so that they would have some sort of point of reference. No, and kudos to Alex for starting that up. I think uh, what we've learned from the Interplay Film Festival, I think the greatest thing you could do, and from doing this podcast, and of course other walks of life, uh, the greatest thing you can do is actually collaborate with people because you never know who might have that one idea that can make everything click. Yeah, yeah, it's about put, bringing resources together. So, so yeah. kudos to Alex for starting the group. I know when he invited me and you, he invited a handful of other people, but I just went right through my list and I invited, I think, Teresa. I put Teresa on that. I put everyone on that one. Just to... Yeah, even some of the teachers from uh, Keanu have joined up and stuff. So yeah, that's great, cool. Gary. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome, actually. I think any any group that brings creative individuals together mm. in the community is wonderful because it, it allows for an exchange of ideas uh, and sort of just a uh, an encouragement in the creative process, and I think that's really important. Well, it's always easier that I think you can make – I think it's apparent that you can make a better project working together than yeah. just trying to work with competition, right? Even if you're not working together, even if it's just a group that you can sort of bounce, pe- bounce, bounce ideas, ideas off. From, yeah. uh, you know, as a writer, I, I work mm-hmm. alone. But, uh, you know, there are emails that fly back and forth through the writers in this town as we sort of bounce ideas off of each other all the yeah, time. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, I posted that video – just so that everyone would know about it. Well, and like sometimes I said, some people don't know about it. No, and you could like it's. It, we live in a really beautiful age in terms of like knowledge isn't. It doesn't cost money anymore. Like you can find anything out just by searching it now, right? And, and you know, it's up to you how much how disciplined you want to be in a certain field. The more you know, it's basically up to yeah. you how much research you want to do on something. Mm-hmm, exactly, it's, 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 it'll go as far as you want to take it. On, on the same note, there's like a little bit of a sad note that, uh, uh, well, not sad. It's kind of it's really great for her, uh, Carly, Carly, mm. who who made that uh, one really amazing forty eight hour entry. Wicked, wicked motion. Uh, she, one I fell in love with. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's now attending school in uh, British Columbia. So like she's attending a really good school. Emily no, no, Smith. and I'm saying that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's for awesome, her. and she's gonna she's gonna become a better artist because of it and such, and that's it's great. It just kind of it feels like she's one, gone, one of yeah. former Murray's stars has faded a little because she's <laughs> she's moved over to BC for a while. Yeah, right? so. she left, but no, she's going to a really really good school. I believe it's called Emily Emily Carr. Emily Carr. Yeah. Emily Carr, and it's one of the most it's prestigious yeah. prestigious artists in animation, or is it kind of everything all in one? I know it does animation work. Yeah, but I know it's it's art centric. I would, I would think it's an art centric. I think it's an art centric. Different, but yeah, it's one of the best in the country. It's widely recognized, absolutely. So mm-hmm. good for her. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. She will be missed. All right, well, let's kick it into the show. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> now that we're uh, fifteen minutes in. So there you go, sir. Episode fifty. Do you think yeah. We, do you think two more. Do you think we'd ever get? Uh, this are, far? are you gonna? Are you getting ready for the clip show? The clip yeah. show. I'm not. Thank you. Good. You helped us get here. <laughs> hey, You're, no, we're no, sitting guys, at a table. This is very symbiotic. I think between right. the three of us, we're sitting yeah. at a table where we started in February, and I think you started the the blog in April. That's right. So we we're yeah. like we we're literally started all this on our adventure at yeah. the same time. And is uh, I was going to ask you, is Fifty Two going to be a clip show? No. <laughs> Remember the time that <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> to a clip. I'm not going through the <laughs> or just make up clips. <laughs> Now there's Remember that debate we had with Melissa Blake on the podcast. <laughs> she pulled the mics out of the stand, walked out of the. Uh, out that was pretty funny. The um, no nah, man, uh, I never thought we'd get through. I always said ten was our staple. I said if we reach ten. We would go the distance, and uh, there was times where I didn't and think we here, would reach that. Here you are at fifty, and I think yeah. you guys have. I'm so proud of you guys. I think you guys have done amazing things for the community with the film festivals and and just the fact that um, you know we talked earlier about people who um, 
who seize the opportunities, but who actually sort of uh, don't wait for the opportunities to come to them. They actually create the opportunities. That's what you guys have done in this community. You've Thank created you. the opportunities, but you've created the opportunities for other people. When I was at the Interplay Film Festival this year and I got to see films from eight filmmakers who otherwise would not have had the opportunity to make films, I literally cried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no. sat up there and I cried because I was just so proud that this was happening. And that's thanks yeah. to you guys. And we were blown away just the, the from one year to the oh next, the God. progression of skill. The Absolutely. Of some of them, amazing. Yeah. I really pity the teams next year because like, it's going to be tough. They got yeah, like, ne- those eight teams did such a good job. Absolutely. And to me, it was fun. Like I'll always say it like every time we do an event, people will ask me, uh, was your event successful? And uh, there could have been 10 people in that crowd and I would have said yes because I had a blast. The people that were there had a blast. We got to know so many contacts from mm-hmm. this community uh, just based on, to me, even the idea of the film festival, not let alone two events that we've had now. And Even if it was only 10 people who were there, that's 10 people who wouldn't have had that opportunity otherwise. So that yeah, makes exactly. it a, a success for me uh, with the blog. Even if there had only been 10 people who'd ever read my blog, I would have considered it a success, a success. Yeah. for myself because yeah. there were 10 people who cared enough to read it. It's uh, I, the podcast has changed uh, my life, uh, and I believe I can say the same with your blog. Absolutely, um, changed everything. It's been an absolute blaster, and yeah. thank you very much for the fifty episodes, and we'll hopefully be around for fifty, 50 more. Fifty more, yeah. <laughs> it's an honor to be here for the fiftieth. Thanks, uh, guys. No, like I said, uh, our 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 lives, our professional lives, have been uh, paralleled pretty much since we started this whole journey together, and that's why I have and always will consider you family, my dear. So. Absolutely, same goes. Before right uh, I start going into tears, we'll end it on here. <laughs> So, no tears, no crying. Kudos for 50 episodes. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back for 50 more. If I have my way, which I usually do, we'll be back for 1,000. <laughs> for the episode 50 of the YMN Podcast, I am Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Teresa. We'll see you for the next 50 sets. <laughs> YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>